Hey, hi everyone. Welcome to your show, eCoffee with Experts. This is Ranmeh here and we have Chris Rogers with us, who is the CEO and founder at CSP. Welcome, Chris, to our show. Hey, good to be here. Great. Chris, before we move any forward and pick your brains on the topics that we're going to discuss tonight, why don't you talk more about your journey and what CSP is all about, how it differentiates, how you're different from the market and other agencies out there? Yeah, 100%. So I'm the founder and CEO of CSP. We are a specialized SEO agency. Just had our 11th year in business. We work with anywhere from enterprise and SMB, uh, B2B, B2C companies, e-commerce, direct-to-consumer. Pretty relatively small and focused team. So we're like the SEO SWAT team. On the team that we have, we have over 100 years of SEO experience. So we've got an extremely deep bench. And really what sets us apart from the other leaders in our space is our approach to SEO. We really approach SEO with a, a business first approach. And what that means is that we look to align with our clients' business and organizational goals and create strategies that are aligned with those goals before we are doing an SEO strategy or SEO research. Ultimately, we're looking to drive revenue uh, ROI, help our clients penetrate new markets, reach new audiences, create new divisions, new exposure. And then things like rankings and traffic are, are important. Those are KPIs that should go up, but rankings and traffic aren't what drive a business. That approach is probably what sets us apart. The team, we do have some proprietary software that we leverage. And certainly just like everyone, we're using AI in, in strategic ways. But uh, yeah, that's probably a good background on us. We just hit our 11th year. So we're now in our 12th year of business. And uh, it has been quite, quite the journey. We grow yeah. every year, but we grow, I guess the goal is to grow as much as we can while maintaining the quality of service uh, and quality of life for our employees. Uh, brilliant. I, I love uh, that last statement, quality of life for all your employees. And that goes to show that you're, you are quite employee-centric. Superb. Uh, great. So your agency has evolved from, from being this typical SEO-driven organization to a business-centric SEO agency. So could you elaborate on the factors that drove this evolution and how it all started? And then how does the new brand symbolize this shift and what strategies at, SS, at TSP you employ to bridge the gap between SEO and business objectives? Yeah, when we started, technically the company was founded in 2012. I worked at another agency based out of Chicago and as a senior analyst and as working for them, I just saw that it's not that they were necessarily cutting corners, but it just seemed like there were better ways of doing things in terms of the approach to SEO. There was technology and tools that were mm -hmm. available that weren't being leveraged. That was my inspiration for starting the company. And when we started, we actually, we started here in Colorado. And mm -hmm. what we found is that our approach at the time was, was fairly innovative while not crazy complicated or that brilliant. It was just ahead of, I think, what was being done. We knocked out some key competitors and quite frankly, grew a lot and tried to hang on to that growth. So there is a history where when the company started, it was about being a, being able to deliver a better results, doing a more advanced forward thinking, a way of doing SEO, right? So that, mm -hmm. that's how it started. We got some great clients. We hired typically young, smart people out of college. We would teach them SEO. Now okay. we were very good at SEO. What we found is there was a, a few key events that happened along the way that changed 
the way that I was thinking and eventually morphed us into what we are today. There were some key projects in the first few years where we were really, in our eyes, hitting it out of the park. So we would do keyword research, we would do technical SEO, we do everything that we would do for these clients. And I remember coming back maybe three months to six months in on some of these clients and we've just grown their keyword footprint just massively. They've got all these rankings, the traffic is going up. Things are just looking great. And I'm excited to go and present this to our clients. So I'd have these meetings and say, hey, Mr. Customer, look at these results. Like, I'm excited to present this. Your keyword right. ranking up here, your traffic is up here. Is this not like great? And I had a few key customers who looked at me and said, Chris, this is great. I love that we've got great keyword rankings and that our technicals are clean, but we're not making more money. This is not really helping our business. So if we're going to keep working together long term, we've got to find a way that, that this is actually helping our business. And those meetings stuck with me. It was a, a, like a light bulb and a slap in the face at the same time that really got me thinking that if we don't find a way to really help these businesses outside of what we consider success in SEO, then these relationships are not going to be long-term. They're going to be short-lived. And more importantly, as a service provider, are we really providing value? Correct, correct. So that started the evolution into the direction that we went to today. Over the last probably two and a half, maybe three years, we've rebuilt our entire SEO team and the organization and changed the direction of what mm -hmm. we want to be and how we want to do SEO. I mentioned we had a lot of young folks. Um, right. We set a new direction and said, you know what? We are going to be a leader in this space. We are going to be professional from top to bottom, from the interactions that our clients have to the project management, to the communication, to really putting ourselves out there to say, you know what? We're not just going to achieve traffic and rankings. We are going to help your business. We're going to figure out what drives your business. What are the goals that are important? And we're going to use SEO to help you get there. And as we right. went through this process, what we found is a lot of the folks that we had, it was not a good fit for them anymore. And so we parted ways with a lot of people and we started bringing in veteran talent. So our, we've got people anywhere from six years of experience on the junior side up to 22 years of SEO experience where now we can put together strategies that we can accomplish these types of goals. And it's not, it's by and large, it is not easy. I will say Correct. some of the secret sauce to doing that is that we're extremely picky with who we take on as clients, right? Mm -hmm. So that's part of it, right? You have to sacrifice the, my objective as CEO and owner is not just to scale this as quick as I can to make as much money as I can. Right? Yeah. It's to do it the right way so that every project we bring on is a good fit. We feel confident that we're going to be able to succeed. And when we think there's actually a partnership there and we see that, hey, all the things that we think are in place so that we're actually going to be able to help this business make money. And then yeah. we tell them up front, we're looking to grow with you. So yeah. when we help grow and when we help you grow your revenue, we are going to come back and we're going to say, okay, what's the next goal? And basically spend more with us and we're going to help you yeah. get there. And we found that this has been a really good fit for us. It's also a pretty good hedge against AI, in my opinion. So yeah. that's, that's where we're at today and what we do. And in a lot of ways, it's, it can be harder work and there are things that you can't control. So there's a lot of pitfalls in there and challenges. But if you can 
show your clients that you're helping them achieve goals that are important to the organization, not just rankings and traffic. You cement them as a partner. And by the way, those conversations right. go up to key management, the C-suite, ownership, et cetera. So that's really been our, our formula and, and what we've moved into. Absolutely. You touched upon AI. So AI content is making waves from automated product descriptions to news articles. Hey, as for you, how might this impact traditional content creation and SEO practices? And then what strategies should new age or even old age or people who are already there in the content space employ to ensure that AI-generated content complements human-generated content and meets those SEO standards and maintains, maintains a distinct authentic and quite reson resonating as well with the audience or the consumer who's yeah. gonna consume the content at the end of the day. Ultimately, these are AI today is a great tool. And I think that's, I think that's how we need to look at it is it is a tool that can help us produce better content. It can help us do things more efficiently, but there's a fine line there where the pitfalls are if we get lazy with it and if we use it <laughs> to try to automate more than we should be automating it. If we rely on AI to think for us, that's a, mm -hmm. that's a problem. We as humans need to make sure that we are thinking and we keep thinking throughout this process and we're using AI to help us create better products, better, better outcomes, better outputs, and we're using it intelligent ways. I, I think ultimately that's the key. On the tactical side, look, you should be paying attention to what's happening with prompts. What are the different ways that people are using prompts? How are people using it to create content from ideas to research to outlines, right? But I, what is going to happen, and I think it's already happening, you've got, I'm sure, spammers on the bottom rungs that from the time ChatGPT got open to the public have been just churning out nonstop low quality content. I think there's in that area, there's a race to the bottom, so to speak. A lot of that content may fill in some gaps in the short term. There's going to be some money that's going to be made, but that content is going to fall out of the index. It's going to fall out of visibility. And ultimately, what's going to raise, rise to the top is higher quality content. The amount of content, I think we can agree, is going to exponentially increase because now the True. barrier creating that content has just gotten lowered. So what's going to happen if there's more options for Google to look at, right, and way more mediocre, Mediocre is not going to get visibility, right? It's going to get replaced by people that are saying, okay, here are the best uh, thoughts and insights and resources that are out there today. How do I create something that's better to serve this audience that's, you know, seeking to solve this problem, right? So the people that are taking the time to really strive to create better outputs, better content, I think are ultimately going to raise to the top. And we'll see where Google goes and where they take. BARD and SGE, right? Hey, that informational content may not be getting direct traffic when we get five years, 10 years down the road, but Google's ultimately got to find a way to give the content creators credit and it's got to be valuable for them or those content creators aren't going to keep creating content. So I think there's a bit of a symbiotic relationship with Google and the content creators. If Google does not respect the content creators, <laughs> Those content creators will take it elsewhere, right? Yeah. And then where's Google's going to get its answers from? Because if people start blocking Googlebot and saying, hey, we're going to take it to social or we're going to take it someplace else, Google yeah. might not get the traffic that it's getting and all those things. But yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. lots going on in that space today and moving into Correct. the future.
Yeah, see, with every new technology, always we had this apprehension in the past. There have been examples. Any new technology that comes in, people get scared for their jobs, that the jobs will be taken, the industry is going to die and all that. But that's not going to happen. That's never going to happen. In fact, all it can do is create more jobs if people get more acquainted and more tech savvy. Not only AI, other technologies as well. So it's on us to revamp ourselves, learn more, because this is here to stay. And having said all of it, it, it is never really a finished product. You can get a kickstart in terms of having that immediate information, which again, you need to verify. But again, it gives you a kickstart. Yes, a head start in terms of if you are late in a task or something. But yeah, having said that, you have to have that human question in the content because end of the day, it's going to get consumed by a human and making that final decision to buy a product or show interest in a service. So yeah, so it's there to stay. It's just that we have to learn the art and stay relevant. And in fact, all it can do is actually these content creators with the knowledge of chat GPT specialists, they can probably expect a pay hike if not anything else, you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So great. And then Chris, we also wanted to understand from you, you rebranded your company recently. And it carries significant benefits, but again, it has its own challenges. So what has been your experience and what are the pros and cons of a free branding and how? I would not say easy or difficult. It is difficult. We all know that. How difficult was it? What was the thought behind that first thinking, I'm going to rebrand it and stuff? Yeah, we've been thinking about this for a long time because our brand previously was Colorado SEO Pros. And when I uh -huh. created that and my intent was to go and attack the local market here in Colorado and mm -hmm. started to do that. And then we used SEO as a primary way to build the business. And what we found is very quickly, we started becoming a national and international business. And our clients were all over the country and, and we had international clients as well. And so all of a sudden, Colorado wasn't so relevant. So we made the brand being about our roots and where we based out of. But by and large, it, it doesn't help us when we're dealing with a Fortune 100 tech company or multimedia company. So we that's been on our minds for a long time. I will say this is what we would categorize as a brand refresh as opposed to a rebrand. And the differences yeah. that, that I would say are like, P is still very reflective. There's still roots. We still similar colors, right? You'll still see Colorado SEO pros in some of our logos, but it's just... Yeah, uh, I saw that, yeah. Deprioritize, right? Our domain is still Colorado SEO pros, but frankly, that's more of an, an SEO thing. With a complete rebrand, I think there's got to be a lot of thought going into, okay, what is the mission? What is the ethos? What is the, what is this new brand? What does it mean? What does it symbolize? Now, how did you go through that and now do the, the logo and the look and feel? But that being said, even with a brand refresh, there is, there are challenges, right? Some of it is, helping explain and communicate to our customers and potential customers what the difference is. And a really important part of our brand refresh was the redesign of our website, right? Yeah. So our website today, which you can get to by csp.agency, which will <laughs> probably ultimately be our domain when we, make the, when we make that switch, that tells the story of our brand today and the brand transformation. So that was a big part of it is we completed this transition to being the company that we are today. And this brand mm -hmm. refresh was the, the capstone on that. So in terms of benefits, creating a new identity 
help transition and communicate to the world that, hey, we are something new. We are something different than we were before. Correct. Um, challenges are also communicating that and making sure that message is received, right? And there are challenges Correct. on SEO side, right? Mm -hmm. CSE yeah. was not an SEO play, right? Ranking right. for any three-letter acronym, bad SEO strategy, right? We decided <laughs> we were going to create a brand strategy and really mm -hmm. a brand story that was going to be at the forefront, right? Mm -hmm. And then we're going to deal with SEO on the back end, which might seem strange for an SEO agency, uh, but it has worked tremendously. So us being able to have this rebrand, communicate the our unique value proposition has led to some phenomenal benefits, right? Downside, right. our SEO did not got, get better. We did a complete site redesign and we did not do it to maximize the retention of SEO value. We did it to start building something new. So there's rankings mm -hmm. and things that we lost in that process that we sacrificed to make this transition. However, the clients that we get to our site today, we have a very big impact on. Uh, we have a lot of strategic partnerships that we are that we have developed and are in the process of developing. And having a site and a brand that tells our story effectively has gone miles to help us in our goals and achieving our goals. I don't know. You got to invest money in it and time. And if you do it <laughs> wrong, you can screw it up. But if you do it right and you're doing it at the right time for the right reasons, I think that rebrand can uh, make a really big difference and help propel the company forward. I'm sure. I'm sure. Great, dear Chris. But I would like to play a quick rapid fire with you. I hope you have game for it. Sure. Great. What did you do with the first paycheck? First paycheck. Oh, I don't know, man. It was probably pay bills. <laughs> that first paycheck wasn't very big, so yeah. I we all I tried did that. To, yeah, I tried to pay some bills. I'm a, I might have tried to pay some credit card debt. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all did that. And ask today's generation, and they'll tell you all the stories. Yeah. And oh, what was the last Google search? And you can check your system. It's an open book. Let's see. Actually, my last one was for a was for a prospective client that I was doing research on. So nothing too okay. exciting. An LED company that I was doing research yeah. on that, that wanted to uh, speak with us. And don't name it. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's say if we were to make a movie on you, okay? What genre would it be? What genre? Yeah. Would it be? Oh, man. I don't know. Maybe when I was a teenager, it'd probably be a drama. Uh-huh. Had a pretty crazy life as a teenager. And then, uh, <laughs> I don't know, maybe later in life, it'd be more of like a documentary. Okay. All right. And okay, last one. We will not really any further. Yeah. But where do we find you on Friday evenings post-work? It would probably be at home, getting my uh -huh. kid, wife ready to go to the mountains. We got a place up in the mountains where on the weekends, I'm either doing downhill mountain biking or emoto in the summer or snowboarding in the winter. That's my Friday nights is family and fun activities. <laughs> superb, superb, lovely. Great, Chris. Thank you so much for your time. It is lovely hosting you. You have a great day, man. You too. Take care. You too, man.